0: I'm Zach.
1: And I'm Erica.
0: And this is Topics, topics with, with the, the Taylors. Taylors, a podcast where we explore topics that are relevant to life. What is up, Hello. episode six? Number six.
1: Number
0: six. This is fun because Erica has no clue what we're going to be talking about.
1: Nope. I have no idea.
0: No idea. So here we go. da da da, da. Erica, do you want to tell the world what uh, what news you may have to offer about your life and our life and transitioning?
1: Ah, uh, yes. So as of last Sunday, yes, I was voted into a position right. at a church. What church? Their children's minister. What church? At First Baptist Church in Newcastle.
0: Yes, so we're really excited.
1: <laughs> we're really excited. It feels like an honor and a blessing to be a part of what God is doing. Mm-hmm. So you want to talk a little bit about what that looks like for us?
0: Yeah, like and, and like just so everyone know, it's Corona Friday.
1: Corona so <laughs> Friday.
0: Everything is canceled.
1: Everything's shut down in the world right now.
0: People are not allowed to travel
1: can't go to walmart and get toilet paper
0: no although i've heard there's more toilet paper
1: i think there's more coming
0: yeah um so erica what tell us about the process of like getting even to the point of going to newcastle
1: so yeah the The Lord really did a really cool work in our lives over the last man, six to nine months to get here. So it started back in October when I got a phone call asking if I would be at at all interested in putting my resume in for this job. After Zach and I prayed about it, we felt like, yeah, we should we should put our resume in and just kind of see what happens. Actually, that same week, we found out we were pregnant and we were just overwhelmed by all the exciting things that were happening in our lives and what the Lord was doing, and it was just a really exciting few weeks. And a month went by, and we had continued with the process. I filled out a long questionnaire. Um, They called me in for an interview, and I went for my first interview, and the week following we went in for our our first ultrasound and the doctor actually told us we there was no heartbeat Um, and the baby wasn't measuring what it should so this is kind of like two stories in one i guess but they're tied together they're tied together so two weeks later we went back and there was no change in the baby it didn't grow anymore it didn't get any bigger and there was still no heartbeat so um we were scheduled for a dnc We went in, had surgery, and then two days later, I was supposed to have my second interview. Well, we called and let the church know that we would have to be backing out because at that point, I was not in a place emotionally or mentally where we felt like I could take that position and just step into something that big so quickly. So... We went on with kind of the grieving of um, losing our first child, to miscarriage, and trying to figure out what the Lord was doing and all that. And during the month of December, I was just like constantly telling Zach, what do you think it would have been like if we had gone through with this? What, what do you think would have happened if I had become a children's minister? Do you think I would have been able to do it? Do you think that's what the Lord's calling us to? All those questions kept coming up. Um, We actually walked through a second miscarriage shortly after. And during that time, we just really felt like this is what the Lord was calling our family to. We felt like we're not promised children. Um, We are grateful and thankful that we have two in heaven waiting for us. And we know one day that will all be redeemed and made new and we'll get to meet them. Um, But that we were not willing to sit back and just wait that we wanted to jump into what the Lord was calling us to. So we asked the Lord not to waste our um, grief and the hard things we've walked through. And so shortly after, um, well, middle of January, we get a call asking if we wanted to put ourselves back into the running for this job again. Um and we prayed about it separately, Zach and I did, and came back together and felt like the Lord had told both of us yes. So when we both said yes to the Lord, we told them yes, we'd like to go ahead and come for our second interview. Went for our second interview and felt like total peace leaving. We felt like this is what the Lord has for us. And we felt excited um to pursue this wholeheartedly. So we began pursuing this job. Um come to find out we were the ones that the church the search team ended up choosing after crazy circumstances happened and so then we went for a view of a call um yeah. and that view of a call was a very long day
0: yes yes it was
1: <laughs> it was a very good day but it was a very long very long um and so that's just kind of how we got to this point mm. so zach do you have any other like things that you felt like the Lord did during that time for you or anything stand out to you during that time that the Lord was doing kind of in your heart
0: uh I mean no not really other than like it's good to always keep moving forward and know that the Lord doesn't waste tragedies and even when you're going through that tragedy it doesn't really help to know that it doesn't he's not going to waste it um but just understanding it's important to take time for for grief and whatnot, because for about oh, probably since the miscarriage up till um, end of January, I really had this sense of uh, sense of not uh, of not being normal, yeah, like just being really mad and upset and ticked off. So, and the Lord, I think the Lord will use that. The Lord exposed some things in my heart just about how to be, um, how to use that aggression and anger and how to use it in a right way and where that should be pointed at and how that should be pointed to, you know, sin and the fallen world and not to people or to um, circumstances.
1: Yeah, because it's not wrong to feel those emotions that you feel. It's all normal. It's just putting them in the right context. Right. Yeah, I think that's huge. Um, I think one big thing in the whole transition of moving to a different church is just knowing that it's okay to be sad that we're leaving. Mm-hmm. It's okay that we're sad that we're going to miss our, our friends. We're going to miss our um, co-laborers that we are working closely with.
0: Right, and even context. It's a completely different context.
1: Yeah, we're stepping into a whole new context. A way of um, doing ministry that's different than what we've done in the last three more years. More affluent. Yeah.
0: For me, less, my whole life in, in ministry has been with non-affluent. So it's weird to go to affluent places. Yeah. So the the aspect of Northwest is really, it's multicultural. So it's weird. I told a person at Newcastle. What's, they asked me what's the weirdest thing about the day, and I said it's weird not hearing another language yes. spoken. Yes,
1: because you walk down the halls at Northwest, and there's no telling what language you're going to hear.
0: Right, you're you can hear four or five different languages, depending how far you walk in the building. Um, so it was really he- weird hearing English. Only English yeah.
1: spoken. Yes, I will say it was also weird. It's not as eth- ethnically diverse. Um, it was... Just a lot of people who are young. Well, they weren't just young. It was just sure. different.
0: There's a bunch of white people.
1: <laughs> Which is not a bad thing.
0: No, it's just the culture just of new new Different.
1: Trends. Yeah. And so we're really excited to dive into what that looks like for us mm-hmm. and how to bring our experiences into this. Right. So what do you think is one thing when people are walking through a big transition that they can like, lean back on. Like, what is something that when you're about to walk through transition or you're in the middle of transition that you can be like, this is my stake in the ground during all the chaos?
0: Well, I think that's an individual. Like, you have to know. Like, for me, I know.
1: What is it, then, for you? For
0: me, it's I that I know. I know that this is the move to make or the decision to do where I don't feel like for you, you have that same sense. Like... I knew I was going to marry you. I knew I was going to be a police officer. Like When we walked, like when we started again, when Jeremy called us again, I knew we were going to Newcastle. So like, I just know. Like the Lord has given that and speaks to me in that way that I just know. So I think that everyone's a little different. Some people, it's a verse or it's a context or it's, God speaking to them in three or four different ways, you know, through scripture, through uh, circumstance, and then through a person. So it's all just, I think that's a really individualistic question where some people just have a gut feeling. I just had a gut feeling.
1: Yeah, you are really good at having just a gut feeling about things. I feel like mine is just the confirmation of it even coming back up again. Just through praying and asking the Lord to use what we came from um and he allowed us to step back into where we are going and doing things so yep. i feel like it was like the lord confirmed it over and over and i was maybe a little doubtful of like maybe is this is what we're supposed to do maybe not and he over and over put situations that confirmed it and people to confirm the calling in my life and all of those things right like it was undeniable that the Lord is leading us here,, mm-hmm.
0: yeah, I think that's really good. I think you have to i mean the Lord is personable, so it's not the same to everyone um so you have to know uh how the Lord speaks to you, and like we say gut feeling, but it's more of a spiritual sense of knowing what uh what the Lord is telling me, what the Lord isn't telling me, um, and how that plays out into it.
1: Yeah, I think that's exactly right. I think the Lord is such a a God of individual relationships. Right. That he's going, he's not, it's not like a formula that you have to follow. Right. More like just the Holy Spirit speaking to you and knowing how to discern that. Mm-hmm.
0: Oh yeah, I completely agree. Yes. I completely, completely agree.
1: So, in going forward, what's one thing you're excited about with this transition and this change?
0: Uh, it'd just be different. I mean, it's just a completely different ministry context than than I've known, so it's a big adjustment for me to think of uh of doing ministry outside of a like multi urban multi-generate, not multi-generational, multicultural urban context that is openly anti-Christian, anti-cultural Christian. We're in the suburbs. I think you have to fight more of the cultural Christianity and less of the just people who just are upfront and honest and don't care because there's still a little bit of a social standing with, um, Going to church in the different parts of the suburbs and different parts of the country.
1: Yeah, so you're excited about learning Mm -hmm. and doing ministry different. Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting to me. I'm excited to work with children very directly. I'm excited to go to kids camp and to really use my schooling and giftings that I feel like the Lord's given me to minister to our youngest generation of believers. Mm Mm-hmm. It'll be good. It'll be fun. It will be fun. So this one's a little short, um, just because we, fi- we haven't recorded in a while. So we had to get it out there and give you guys a little life update.
0: Yes. If you
1: hear the clicking noise, that is our sweet Rusty Yes. asking to go outside. So y'all stay safe out there. Don't panic. The Lord is in control.
0: Yeah, It Corona will come and go. And if it doesn't, we'll go to heaven.
1: Well, and the Lord is in control and he has a plan and he's given us wise doctors and people who are working really hard to solve Mm -hmm. everything. So, all right, guys. Well, we are going to talk to you guys later. All
0: right. Bye. Bye.